This episode was brought to you today by Tonic. While we're on the subject of CBD, let's talk about another product from Tonic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or let's talk about another product called Flex Tonic. Okay. Yeah. Tell I me. love the Flex. I love two Flex. Yeah. Here, I'm about to flex for Flex. You ready? Yeah. Tonic's Flex CBD tincture is designed to balance and mend. It supports optimal wellness and improves recovery with their antioxidant and phytonutrient-rich combination of full-spectrum hemp extract and cold-pressed organic black seed oil. This one I do like. I mean, I'm sure I'm responding to the word flex, but I like to take it before or after exercise or activity. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because yeah, it is balance and mend, as you mentioned. Yeah. That's a tongue twister, but I made it through. You got it. But I like to raise you one, and with your flex tonic, mm. I like the chronic tonic, <laughs> and that's to target and soothe. It's like an essential, it's, an, it's a roll-on oil. Mm. And guess what? Tonic is offering Mindspace Minimal listeners 15% off their first order with the code MINIMAL. So check out Tonic online at tonicvibes.com and use the code MINIMAL for 15% off your first order. Welcome to Mindspace Minimal. We're your hosts, Daniel Ryan and Jessica Yatrovsky. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We hope you enjoy this episode. And for today's Minimal Sode, we are going to be talking about the CBD craze. Mm-hmm. Dan, yeah, I'm new to this. Let's. I want to have you kick this off. Um, what is CBD? Yeah. Uh, why are we obsessed with it? Does it work? Yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah. Quick and dirty. Great questions. So I have my own, uh, you know, just a library of opinions and stories and all kinds of other things. But first, I want to read from this website, Project CBD. A little intro that I have in front of me just so I can get the science right on. Uh, Intro to CBD. Cannabidiol, which is a a kind of a strange word, but that's what CBD stands for, is a a naturally occurring compound found in the resinous flower of cannabis, a plant with a rich history as a medicine going back thousands of years. Today, the therapeutic properties of CBD are being tested and confirmed by scientists and doctors around the world. A safe, non-addictive substance, CBD is one of more than 100 phytocannabinoids, which are unique to cannabis and endow the plant with its robust therapeutic profile. Both CBD and THC, the psychoactive element of cannabis, have significant therapeutic attributes, but unlike THC, CBD does not make a person feel stoned or intoxicated. So it goes on, of course, the science itself is deep and fascinating, and what this website mentions about the history of cannabis is also quite true. It's actually quite a story to follow cannabis through history and just where it shows up and how it shows up. Um, you know, a lot of people get carried away with this kind of stuff, but I mean, it it is a tremendously useful plant, uh, from making rope and hemp and all kinds of other things to, uh, what we're talking about today, CBD. I wonder though, because we're in New York and obviously 
marijuana products are heavily restricted here. Yeah. We can still get CBD. We can get like full spectrum, but we can't get anything with THC or psychoactive. Not, yeah, not in our local shops or legally, no. But you can walk down any street in New York City too and somehow smell cannabis being smoked. Well, all yeah, the time. I mean, it's people are smoking everywhere. People are taking it and right, right. consuming it and edibles. But the thing that kind of um, annoys me is a uh, slight tangent. Cuomo is supposed to get this legalized. And, you know, we're in a pandemic right now. This would be the perfect time to just slip that in. I don't know if it's a bill or a thing or whatever. I couldn't agree with you more, sister. (laughs) Get that done. And I don't smoke, just so listeners know. Um, Don't send me vape pens. (laughs) Don't don't send me joints. I do. Send me vape (laughs) pens. Send it all to Dan. Send me joints. (laughs) But I'm really getting into the CBD craze. And part of it is... You know, they really got me. They got me with the packaging. They got me with the health benefits. But see, I'm always paranoid, like, oh, is this going to be psychoactive? Am I going to have a reaction to it? And after talking to many people, also including your wife, Dr. Sarah Biffin, Mm -hmm. she was saying, like others, that they are meant to be supplementary. Like, Mm -hmm. is that a word? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Supplementary, complementary. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's different um, levels, yes. doses, and many micro dosing yep. and macro dosing <laughs> and standard dosing. Basically, all of the dosing mm-hmm. is really confusing to me. But mm-hmm. what I have gotten into recently are the rubs, like mm-hmm. for pain. But I mean, it helps because they're infused with herbs and hemp and, and all these other very good things for you. But I have recently, well, not recently, for the past few years, I've had friends just ship me stuff from LA that has the THC, the psychoactive. But I was reading this book, again, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dr. Sarah Biffin Mm -hmm. recommended this book. It's called CBD, A Patient's Guide to Medical Cannabis Healing Without the High. And it talks a lot about like CBD and ingesting it mm-hmm. and goes through like the micro, the standard and the um, macro. They say micro, standard, macro. And so I find that fascinating because that's something I'm into is like I want to consume it, mm-hmm. but I don't want to eat a brownie yeah. and get high. Yeah. I want to get low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I heard CBD is good for low. So can you speak to that more? Well, the non-psychoactive parts of the plant, ultimately, and the non-psychoactive parts of the experience are interesting for many reasons. First of all, they're very subtle. You know, they really are very subtle. So as it applies to the dosing and the response to the endocannabinoid system that exists in the body and different people's constitutions and makeups... Uh, every person may benefit differently. And, you know, one of the things that I want to also, I could kind of tell my story a little bit. You know, I have uh, addiction in my family. I grew up around addiction. I was in Families Anonymous meetings and Narcotics Anonymous meetings before I ever had a substance in my body. So uh, I just, you know, want to let people know that context as I advocate for cannabis, you know, one of the most important things for me is that families have vocabularies to talk about this stuff. 
and the subjects itself only seem to get more confusing as we split them up and talk about psychoactive and non-psychoactive and how do we take it? What do we know? It was good product. Can we trust the labels, et cetera, et cetera? And agreeing that in New York, it should be legalized. New York, I think, according to, this, to the last statistics I saw, disproportionately uses cannabis more than most other places in the country. So, I mean, New York City in particular loves marijuana. Uh, and that's, uh, I, I love New York and marijuana for <laughs> this reason too. And so, Anyway, all this coming back to, I, I have a great deal of personal experience that, you know, we'll go deeper on, you know, on a different episode, right. but, uh, but just that, you know, I push back against the idea that, and CBD again is so subtle, but cannabis in particular and the THC part of it, speaking to the wisdom of your uh, restraint and not wanting those psychoactive elements I think we walk a really thin tightrope when we talk about it being non-addictive. It isn't. You know, I've smoked cannabis for about 15 years now at different speeds, and um, I've never experienced a single withdrawal symptom, mm-hmm. uh, withdrawal symptom in my life. And I, I know people who have experienced withdrawal. And With marijuana? No. Oh, No, okay. no. With much harder substances, mm-hmm. you know? Because uh, I was it, like, I've never heard that. <laughs> withdrawal's a nightmare. Withdrawal is a kind of uh, you know physical, emotional, psychological torture. And you know, so cannabis. When we talk about it being non-addictive, those withdrawal symptoms may be there. The physiological parts of it are very, very different, distinctly different, importantly different from things like alcohol, things like heroin, mm-hmm. things like a lot of pharmaceuticals. But it is so highly habit-forming at the same time. You know, it is extraordinarily highly habit-forming for the same reasons that we talk about it being safe. So... That's why CBD seems like, oh, that's cute and safe. (laughs) You know, like the idea of consuming it. And I I think there's truth to that. It's non-addictive. So we know. there's really truth to that. Mm -hmm. Again, more than anything else, and I am ultimately grateful for and in favor of this conversation and this wave of information and legalization, as you're mentioning before, federally, really, uh, you know, ultimately, it's about families being able to talk to each other and understanding what's going on when kids are experimenting with things as they naturally will be. Here we are adults experimenting with things and trying mm-hmm. to figure out what the best balance is for our work and our rest and our play. And, you know, my family was one of those families decades ago that didn't have a way of talking about this. And that wreaked a lot of havoc and devastation. So again, just, you know, being able to talk about it. Speaking of family, I grew up in a family where uh, pot smoking was a regular thing. Mm. Um, not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, we weren't smoking pot as mm-hmm. kids. But um, it was very natural. And um I find it funny because until I reached high school, I didn't realize that my parents were smoking pot. Hmm. I thought they were just little cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. And at some point in high school, inevitably, I feel like most kids get, you know, introduced to pot at some point. Sure. And I tried it with this guy I was dating and it was like awful. I didn't like the high. Mm-hmm. I got way too high. I freaked out. It wasn't a good experience for me at all. And then I was dating this guy for a while. And um, 
I remember my dad found like a little roach <laughs> in the car and I wasn't smoking. I mean, I had tried it maybe twice with this guy I was seeing and my dad brought this roach into my room and he was like, <laughs> p- picks it up and he shows it to me and he goes, are you smoking? And I lied and I said no, mm-hmm. even though I had tried it twice. Mm-hmm. And he goes, if you ever want to try pot, mm. you come to me first. Wow. And I was like, okay, that was interesting. And then my mom was like, <laughs> she's so like 50s, you know, <laughs> she's like, don't, don't offer her that. Meanwhile, you know, she's taking little tokes here and there. So that seems to me like a kind of nice thing for a parent to say. Yes. I mean, you yeah. know, in just looking at it from this distance. Totally. And guess what? I took him up on the offer yeah. and the high with him was completely different on mm. so many levels because a, he had really like quality shit. I'm mm. understanding now as an adult. Mm. And also I was in the comfort of my home. I wasn't worried that my quote parents were going to find out. I think it was like 16 or 17, mm-hmm. maybe almost 18. I can't remember right in that age range. Cause I was driving at that point. And, um, so we went into our, you know, another room and he rolled a joint. He's very like old school and we started smoking together. And at some point I just got really quiet. And so I don't know what, if it was like a sativa or a, what are they? What's <laughs> Indica. The, Indica. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what the hell I was smoking, but I just took just like a little bit and then a little bit. And he kept, he was just like. You don't feel this yet? You don't feel it yet? You don't feel it yet? And if you can imagine the scene, he was sitting on, we have this like, um, you know, extra bedroom. He was sitting on this little day bed. Remember like from like the 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s, everyone had like a day bed in the extra bedroom. <laughs> so it was like this like little girl's day bed, right? And not my bedroom. Just want to, you know, put that out there. Set was, the scene. This is not my bedroom. We were in an extra bedroom. And so he's, and we had to go into this room because my mom was like, kind of like, Ugh, you know, about it. <laughs> so we're, we're in this room. He's sitting on the day bed. So he's like above me and I'm sitting on the floor, kind of like almost with my back to him, but like kind of to the side. So I take a few hits. He's taking more. I take a few hits. He starts talking and making like life plans and he's talking so much. And I like look over at him at one point and he's like, he's sitting cross-legged and mm. he looks like he's levitating oh to me. Gosh. And I was like, I've had enough. <laughs> and so I told him, I was like, cause I couldn't get the words out mm-hmm. to say anything. And mm. I was just staring straight ahead at this cat pillow that was like morphing into cats and cats and cats. And all I could think about was like, I really need to say something out loud to get out of this conversation with my dad because he's talking so much right now and I can't handle it. So you you were even kind of getting visuals from it a little bit with the cat pillow? N- not like I wasn't tripping. Sure, sure. I, I was just like meditating into this yeah. cat pillow. Yeah. And I was like, this is hell. Yeah. Like staring at a cat pillow that was all obvi- <laughs> and also aesthetically like disgusting right, yeah. this pillow in a way you were trapped in the cat pillow yes i was <laughs> trapped and i was trapped i was trapped by him with his grand plans he's always my whole life 
he's always talked about putting additions on the houses that we're in and mm. we never do we always move mm. before we put an addition on so he's going on and on about that and i'm like holy fuck i am so high right now and i can't get out of this how i can't get the words out of my mouth so and i'm wired too by the way like i'm not tired at all so i and finally 16 17 yeah between 16 and 18 got it I think I was more after 16. Okay. Yeah, it, it felt older. So I'm like, okay, um, so what do I say to get out of this situation? I was like, Dad, I'm really tired. I finally got that out. So I went into my bedroom. He went into his room. I waited till like, the lights turned on. I turned my lights off, and I was just like in bed with the lights off, but all my clothes were still on. <laughs> and then as soon as I felt like he was sleeping, I just fucking sprung up. I was doing all kinds of shit all night. I started wow. a painting because, wow. you know, painter. Yeah. And I'm still in high school. So I'm like doing all my paintings. Yeah. I'm listening to music. I'm like, you know, solving math equations. <laughs> like I'm doing all my homework. Like I'm fucking activated. Right, and yeah. then I had this grand idea that I wanted to listen to music mm-hmm. from my stereo, mm-hmm. but like in my headphones, mm-hmm. but I didn't have headphones that could reach the bed because I wanted to also lay down. Okay. So I'm now I'm wandering around the house at like one o'clock in the morning and my parents' bedroom is always open. <laughs> right. So I peek my head and I was like, Hey dad, do you have headphones? And he goes, no. And I was like, oh, okay, no, it's, it's, it's fine, it's cool. And then he goes, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm fucking high. And so I go back into my room. Next morning, I wake up and I have this like 80s boom box, like an 80s, like the silver yeah. next to the bed yeah. with headphones plugged into my head. That's how I woke up. I was listening to a cassette tape. Uh. I was like, this is not for me. this is not for me i was very productive that night but i didn't like it i don't really i I felt like i was you know the the power of christ was compelling me and i didn't really care for that now i know things are so fine-tuned and that is not a cbd story that is definitely a marijuana story we'll get back to the cbd (laughs) craze but you know the uh i appreciate your story for because we take for granted the actual how strong those psychoactive effects in in thc can be and i always think about that and that's why i asked why you saw visuals because again it's it's not like a hallucinogenic necessarily but you know all kinds of little tiny tiny little hallucinations and visualizations right yeah it's like a slowing kind of vibe whatever i had yeah an indica might be or a particular strain might be others might be very sped up so I wanted to go to sleep. So like, hello, anyone listening, if you have something out there that could just send me right to sleep, a rub, an oil. Well, let's get back to the yes. CBD right now with just Tell that. me, what can I take? Tonic CBD. <laughs> wow, that's so weird that you would say that because they're our sponsor. Get out of here. Is yeah. That right? Is that right? <laughs> yes, they're actually sponsoring that. We love them. We love them. We love them. They're actually sponsoring this episode. Um, And we'll be talking to the founders, which I should probably pepper them with all these questions that I'm, (laughs) that I really have for you, but I should be asking them as well. Well, no, I appreciate you asking me because I look forward to the conversation with them too. I'm, I'm not for full disclosure, an expert on the science of cannabis or anything like that. If anything, I've, I've just got a ton of experience with the 
with the plant, with culture around it, you know, again, all sides of it coming back to, you know, abstinence based recovery and addiction programs to recreational usage and, you know, guiding meditations using cannabis or CBD. Uh, I have guided many experiences using the plant in different ways. So, you know, this is the world I'm coming from with it. Uh, and it's, again, it's something I advocate for and I believe in, but it's not uh, 100% uh, cure-all of any sort. It's not for everybody. It's not, uh, you know, I wish it was less important. That's kind of mm-hmm. why I want it to be legalized. Yeah. Is so we can all just, like, get the fuck over it and be like, you know, it's not for everybody. Some people are into it. If it's not for you, great. It's a plant, you said? Yes. Yes, it is a plant. The hemp plant? Well, the cannabis The cannabis? Okay. Because that's why I think when we were talking to Rochelle on on a previous episode... Hemp is also a plant from... Yeah, I mean, again. Yeah, (laughs) I mean... I think there's a term here we're both forgetting, but... There's so many healing properties with all of these, like, herbs and plants and, you know, plant medicine. When we were talking to her, she she said something really great, which was something to the effect of, you know, look at your CBD or shop for your CBD like you're shopping for um, your Produce. food. Yes. Yeah, vegetables. So you want to look, like, where it was made, how it was made, mm-hmm. what is used, and, like, that's something that I'm trying to figure out because – I'll see an ad and I'll be like, oh, that's pretty. Mm-hmm. But then for all I know, half of it could be, you know, the tincture could be like artificial blah, blah oil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the rest of it could just be like some low grade CBD that's that's not organic or not local or not harvested. Um, uh, what do you call it? Harvested. Um, what's the word when the opposite of good? Bad. <laughs> no, but like harvested, not consciously harvested. Okay. That's a thing, yeah. right? So I just, I I wonder, because this is a craze, I mean, I've had so many instances when I'm in the shop right around the corner of where I live called Remedies. Um, don't try to stalk me. But when I go in that store, it's a hippie store. There's like crystals. Have you ever been in there? I don't think I have. I might walk in on the way out. home, though. Yeah. yeah, you should check them out. So they have, they have a variety of products that are CBD and um, tons of herbal stuff. But they're really like a witch store kind of because mm-hmm. they have salts. They have like all my my potions and mm-hmm. all the stuff, mm-hmm. books, crystals, um, witching supplies. Yeah, witching supplies basically. But um, it's so funny because I'll be in there and I'll be like in this intense conversation about like obsidian. And um, some bro will walk in and be like, hey, do you have like CBD tinctures, you know, (laughs) and she'll like point them in the direction. But it's like these are obviously not the strongest or maybe the best stuff that you can get because a lot of that stuff is not legal here. Or maybe maybe I don't want to go down that road. Scratch that. We can go down that road. Okay, we're adults. We're fine. Whatever. I'm just worried that I know that everything that remedies carries Mm -hmm. is of high quality. Yeah. And Good. it's and the price matches that. Shout out to the that. quality at Remedies. Yes, so they're very conscious about the vendors that they work with, and a lot of their products are local. Mm-hmm. So I started getting. That's where I started getting into the bomb. You know, putting like the creams on my muscles and stuff. And I'm just very curious about. You know, I think people 
are assuming that they're going to get high off of it when that's not really the case. And that's why I thought this book that Sarah yeah. told me to look into is really fascinating because yeah. it shows like, oh, this is what it does orally. This is what it does topically. This is what it can do um, smoking it or like right. vaping it or bonging it. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many people are bonging their CBD. But <laughs> well, you know what I if, mean. If like, you're bonging it, I would stop. But you you can vape CBD? Sure. Why would you do that when you could just take a tincture? Because you prefer vape for some completely unknown and mysterious reason. That's strange. Yeah, I mean, I think most... No judgment, but that's strange. I think some people or most people might prefer a tincture, but I'm also... I have no idea. And vaping, as we know, is also ridiculously popular, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, if, if I may, you know, the speaking to what you're saying, I think you're absolutely correct. And... I'm sure a lot of people are disappointed when they, you know, drink a whole tincture, you know, because they can't feel it. And they're like, you know, I drank this whole bottle of CBD and I'm, I'm not high yet. But to the extent that, you know, maybe somebody does that and that's how they learn, then great. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that is how we learn oftentimes. I, I think there's so many double standards at play because the CBD craze is, you know, there's a craze happening, but it's on top of something that's been around for hundreds of years, totally legitimate and just true that the substance that we're talking about, the CBD responds to the endocannabinoid system in the body, and it does naturally relax us. And, you know, people have known this, some people have known this for years and years and years. And the scientific capabilities of our day and age, along with the marketing capabilities of our day and age, have very effectively brought CBD into our lives now in this way that, again, if if it's helping people relax, if it's educating people, if it's ushering in a next discussion on the legalization of the whole plant, then fantastic. Um you know, the, there are a lot of pieces. Of Is the your puzzle. CBD kicking in right now? <laughs> Am I stammering? As if I'm a little stoned? Well, it's because, you know, it, it really is just a, a large subject. It is absolutely such a large subject. And to isolate just the CBD craze, which is the thing we're focused on here, which is one thread. Right of this enormous subject that really does go all the way out to how we interact with our altered mm -hmm. states, you know, non-ordinary states of consciousness or even ordinary states of consciousness you know, and, and the overwhelming popularity of cannabis. Well, so, we're going to keep exploring it because like, yes. I want to keep talking about CBD as I get less scared to yeah. try these products. And back so. to tonic, the good news is, their stuff is legitimately awesome. We both have been enjoying their CBD. And actually, you know, their product is probably the deepest I've been able to go with a certain line of specific things, you know, and to consistently use, for instance, their grounded mm -hmm. tincture and understand over a series of days and weeks how it feels in my system and the benefits and just totally loving it. 
And we're going to be visiting their farm. By the time this comes out, we would have already visited their farm. Yeah, we'll be there later this week when this is recorded. Yeah, and then we're going to um, have the founder on. Brittany will be joining us. Yes, and we'll talk more about that. And, you know, I think I want to go step back Mm -hmm. really quickly, though, and just talk about how CBD is tightly tied to this idea of marketing Mm -hmm. now and popularity and like is millennialism a word but you just made it okay when you go on instagram it's like it's in everything or you go into not starbucks but you go into your you know let's say clean market it's like cbd infused Mm -hmm. like latte mocha chaka turmeric zumba (laughs) and you're like oh i'll have that because it has CBD in it. Whereas like, I'm trying to figure out, okay, I want it to be useful. I don't want it to just be this like cutesy thing that I like the sound of it or I like the color that it's packaged in. So I'm going to take it. Like I want to be mindful of its effects that it could have, Mm -hmm. like positive effects. And I'm sure we go through, you know, ebbs and flows with a lot of these things that come through the health crazes, the the trends and stuff. And yeah. I, CBD is a trend. The craze of it, I think, yeah. is the trend. There is a trend, but there's also something underneath it. Yeah. But I think like the education piece, which is why I'm just like, why do they not start to why don't they legalize it in New York? Because then there's like, there's packaging, there's information. Then you're not just getting it from Joe Schmo who's coming into your shop saying like, hey man, I make a tincture. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't even know what's in that. Like it should be regulated so we do know. And so like, I'm all for that. And I'm also, I'm all for the ingestion of any type of marijuana product, Mm -hmm. even though I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. I just have to say like, I don't, do you, do you smoke or do you vape? I don't vape anymore just because, you know, a public service announcement, the stuff I'm seeing about what vaping is doing to people's lungs has just really successfully scared me. Not that putting... Not not the vapes exploding into people's necks. Though that that too, you know, all that stuff has really just successfully gotten to me. As mentioned before, marijuana and cannabis are a resinous plant. So to even smoke it, you're putting the resin into your lungs. So let's not kid ourselves. There's... You know, a gradation here and maybe not smoking it at all would be the best, you know, not ingesting it that way. And, you know, edibles or something or tinctures. Do you like eating it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I think it's all about measure, moderation, self-awareness, knowing yeah. yourself, responsible usage. I advocate ultimately for responsible usage. I do believe there's a quote by the activist whose name I'm forgetting. You're bringing in it. You're bringing activism into this one. He's, uh, I don't, I, I'm forgetting his name, so forgive me, but he said that every marijuana user is essentially a medicinal user, whether they know it or not. Okay. Uh, and I agree with that to an extent. Uh, and I definitely was. You know, marijuana was the anti-anxiety tool I found in my 20s that I'm so glad I did find, as opposed to certain other things that could have set me down different roads and you know who knows what would have happened but oh yeah i got a great quote from you actually let me pull this up so i can read it yeah i'm constantly i'm creeping and just taking oh i love it please notes and things that um (laughs) 
Yeah, the quote you said was, I was happy to find cannabis instead of a psychiatrist. Daniel Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) True story. True story. Um, But I found something cool that I wanted to read. Um, Not not that I don't know some great psychiatrists for the record. That's true. Um, And I have one. So uh, it's not Dan. But (laughs) (laughs) or cannabis (laughs) or cannabis Um, yet. Um, So in this book, I immediately was like, oh, delivery methods. I went to that chapter Mm -hmm. because I'm going to geek out with my sister who's a biologist. Um, And also this kind of ties into that story I was telling you about my father as well. So these are the ways you can inhale it, ingest it, oral, which is like the tincture thing, Um, topical or transdermal. Okay, so check this out. Inhalation is immediate, and it's 10 to 35% bioavailability you get. Mm-hmm. Awesome, right? If you inhale it, it lasts for two to four hours. So ingestion, 30 minutes starts to take effect. It lasts for six to eight hours, 8 to 15% bioavailability in the body. Um, oral, uh, 50 to 60 minutes takes effect it lasts four to six hours and six to twenty percent availability topical that's my genre Mm -hmm. 15 minutes non-psychoactive it lasts two to four hours and bioavailability no you know Mm -hmm. because you're putting it on your skin but check this shit out this blew my mind Mm. transdermal okay which is like a patch or a gel if people don't know what transdermal is 15 minutes possibly psychoactive Hmm. 12 hour patch or a four hour gel that's how long it lasts possibly psychoactive yes and guess what the bioavailability is 100 percent. yeah so i have some patches in the other room and i'm glad i didn't put them on (laughs) yet because i would have been like whoa buddy starting some paintings doing some (laughs) math equations but um, I did get some lovely patches that I'm going to try um, when the time is right. Beautiful. So, But yeah, isn't that interesting? So I have been trying to get my father to stop smoking because mm. he is much older. Yeah. Um, he's elderly, I guess you would say, right? Um, a senior. And he's been smoking citizen. consistently. Um, That's how he, he dude, takes it? since he was like 14, 15. And yeah. um, would, would grow it. <laughs> <laughs> him and I, his brother would grow it they did hydroponic like they did it in the attic yeah. i don't even know but what i was gonna say is that so they're in california so that's wonderful for him mm-hmm. right but um they didn't know about these shops that you can go to these dispensaries and i've obviously i've obviously known about these for a while because i'm like i guess you know like younger <laughs> and so when he got Remember you had to get like your license. Do you still have to get a license to do to it? do to, to go into a dispensary? You in just... New York? No, in, in LA? No, no, it's it's okay. legal. Yeah. yeah, so there was I a... mean you might need to show a license on the way in. Yeah, yeah. But there was a time where you had to get like go in and see like a, a doctor and they give no. you the license. Yeah, it's it's no it's it was like recreationally. Way back in the day. Yeah, that's yeah. So medical marijuana, which is where New York is currently. Yeah, so so he had to do that for a a moment in time and it was so funny because when he first went to the dispensary he's like oh my god they got brownies and cookies and they got things in a the the you know a machine where you can like get treats and it has like marijuana in it i tell you going into like a beautiful (laughs) i went into 
Actually, I think it was the MedMen in L.A. is mm-hmm. what it was called. I, I can't remember. It was on one of the, the main streets. I'm not remembering which one it was, but it was basically, you know, it's an Apple Store setup. Yeah. I mean, they've clearly aped the Apple Store design and it's working. And for anybody who's enthusiastic at the least bit about pot, it's like walking into a kind of dream you've had for for years <laughs> and like oh my gosh like, oh. here it is because we'll we'll start wrapping this up in a second but again the the kind of shroud that the conversations around hip uh i said hypnosis because that's what we're talking about <laughs> cannabis in this case i told you that tincture is taking it's us back. working it's working uh cannabis there's so much shame around it the, the legal stuff and I, I say that you know acknowledging let's say legal stuff mm-hmm. there is like a towering skyscraper of legal stuff that would need to be discussed about mm-hmm. the history of cannabis and there's just all of this and ultimately working with it now it, it is a wonderful wonderful thing if we can just engage with it with a kind of neutrality and mm-hmm. sensibility and like Rochelle said, even like anything else, like we we're choosing our produce. Yeah. And just, you know, trying to get my dad to eat those damn cookies and versus smoking, there. ideally. But yeah, I think, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have like a cannabis historian on. Do you think that well, we most exist? certainly will? I'll tell you what, Brittany, you know, we have her coming up real soon. So we'll be able to talk to her and hear her stories. And then outside of that, yeah, absolutely. I'd. I don't know personally anybody who's coming off the top of my head, but, you know, the author of the book next to you there, CBD, Mm -hmm. for instance, probably knows something about it. And there are a lot of books on the subject that I do enjoy, and those authors probably know something about it, too. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I mean, this episode is a bit cart before the horse, but I think that we did that purposely. Yeah. Because we're breaking open a subject that we're going to be taking apart in different ways. Right. Drugs, cannabis addiction, altered states, medicine. There's so much to talk about here. We've got a lot of cool episodes coming up as well. Um, But yeah, this is awesome. Well, great talking with you today, Jessica. Same. Dan, is that your name? I think, yeah, Dan. (laughs) Dan Ryan. Dan Ryan. (laughs) Yeah, so if you are, you know, liking these minimal sods and you have any topics that you feel like would be interesting to hear on Mindspace Minimal, you can feel free to send us any questions at mindspaceminimal at gmail.com or any suggestions. We're here. And thank you for listening to this episode of Mindspace Minimal, and we'll be with you next time. Bye. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Visit MindspaceMinimal.com and email us at MindspaceMinimal at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-D-S-P-A-C-E-M-I-N-I-M-A-L.com. Keep it minimal and keep it moving. Thanks again for listening.